What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to the What If Project podcast. My name is Glenn. I'm your host, and this is episode number 220 of the show, and it's also the first episode of year number five of the show. Can you believe it? Last week was the four-year uh, anniversary of the show, and this is uh, the first week, the first episode of year of year number five, and I it's so cool, isn't it? Like, isn't it awesome? Come on, isn't it awesome that we get to do this every week, no matter where you are in the world, US, Spain, Australia, Canada, Mexico, wherever it is that you are, wherever it is that you reside, you're traveling to and from, whatever, we can tune in, we can listen in on a conversation with somebody, a conversation about something that matters, And hopefully when we come to the end of the 40 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever, we'll be inspired to do something with what we talked about uh, to change or impact our little part of the world. So exciting. I love it. Uh, So today we're talking to David Hayward again, the naked pastor. He's on for his, I don't know, fifth, maybe sixth visit to the show. And I think about David, he's become a friend of mine over the years, Uh, someone who I communicate a lot with outside of the podcast. So we Facebook message once in a while. We've had some Zoom calls um, aside from recording just to give each other some mutual encouragement. We're both content creators uh, of sorts. He obviously uses the medium of uh, marker and pen and crayon and paint and all the different things that he uses to make his his drawings and his cartoons. Uh, And I uh, have the podcast and I, I write on the blog. I, I make a lot of images uh, and Photoshop and Canva and different things like that. But we're both creating things that we hope inspire people uh, in their part of the world. And so we, we got we get together once in a while. We give each other some uh, mutual encouragement and uh, we're cheerleaders for each other. And so David's become a friend of mine. And uh, he came on the show this time to talk to us about something, something a little bit different. Uh, we decided to talk about uh, social media and the comment section of our social media pages. Uh, he has a massive following of people. And if you scroll through his comments, every once in a while there's someone in there uh, stirring up trouble, <laughs> not liking the things that he uh, creates, but he always handles it very well. And regardless of how much, uh, for lack of a better word, hate might come into the comment section, uh, it always does. It never feels like it ruins the vibe, and so I wanted to ask him about about that. How, what have you learned about managing the comment sections uh, on your social media pages? And then also, I wanted to talk to him about uh, virtual community because he does a really good job at uh, bringing people together around his work to engage his work uh, and to meet one another and to find friends for the journey. And that's what we're doing here. Uh, at the podcast, we we relaunched Patreon last week uh, with some new tiers and a whole different approach uh, to what it's all about. It's all about uh, more community as opposed to more content. Uh, every tier gets the same reward, which is being part of a, a community of people out here in the, the wilderness trying to find our way. And so it's an opportunity to make friends, whether you give $3 a month or $100 a month, everybody gets entrance into this community and gets to take full advantage of it. So I wanted to talk to him about a virtual community and what he's learned uh, about creating that community over the course of 
uh, being the naked pastor because he used to be a pastor. And when he left the church, he began doing this. And so I wanted to ask him, you know, what have you learned about the virtual world in your time as the naked pastor? And I think we had a really fun conversation. And the goal was for you to hear this and to be able to take something away that you can apply to your own social media platforms. Because look, I follow a lot of our listeners and I, I've I've engaged in some, in some of your comment sections. And uh, sometimes the, the people who come in there, they come in hot, right? They come in hot because maybe they're from your former tribe or they're a family member. They don't approve of your deconstruction. They don't approve of your questions. And so trouble can start in the comment section. So uh, my hope is that you could listen to me and David talk hear him talk about something that he learned and then take that away and apply it to your own social media platforms. And uh, I think, I think you'll be able to pick up some tidbits of fun uh, in this conversation. So anyway, uh, as always, all of David's links are in the show notes. Uh, I'll put that in there. And also in the show notes is Patreon, Buy Me Coffee, two places to go to support the show. Uh, A link to my book on Amazon, Rethinking Everything. And, uh, of course, a link to special music, uh, Young Citizen. He's a friend of mine in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, a hip-hop artist doing amazing things in the world. And so I like to use this platform that I have to put his music out into the world because he has done that for me uh, with my podcast. And, again, another person who he's my cheerleader, I'm his cheerleader, and uh, I think that's, that's, that's what it's all about, right? So, anyway, all the links, my friends, are in the show notes. And uh, that's it. Episode 220, The Naked Pastor. Enjoy. The patience paid off, now it's go time. Go time. The worries all around me, I'ma get mine. Born in the Queen City, got the 4-9. Go to Green Trip, told me where the cosign. So people doubted me, that's close to me, that's their regret. When I make it, I'ma take it, all I do is rest. Remain grinding, self-care, that's when I'm at my best. A little crazy, that's when I'm at a test. Feeling tuned. Yeah, we riding. Yeah, we rolling. All right, hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're joined by the one and the only Naked Pastor for, what is this, your fourth visit, fifth visit, five and a half visits? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I don't know. Three, four, five, whatever it is. That's right. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back, David. It's always uh, good to connect with you. Yeah, thank you. Good to be here. Thank good you. So, yeah. So first things first, you have, a, you have a new book out, right? Flip it like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a collection That's of some right. of your... Like yeah. Yeah. A collection of some of your cartoons. So maybe take some time to tell us about it. Why this book? Yeah. Of all of your cartoons, the yeah. millions of them, why these cartoons... Yeah, no, I've got I've got um, thousands of cartoons in my arsenal, but um, um, Broadleaf Books asked if we could do a best of, mm-hmm. and so I had to go through all of those cartoons and come up with about 125 of the best cartoons. So that mm-hmm. was an agreement between me, the publisher, and the most popular, you know, the ones that got the most traffic and and so on on my social media and and then they they wanted about 15 never before seen so mm-hmm. that's that's what the book is made up of uh flip it like this are all my cartoons about spiritual abuse uh feminism um 
you know, uh, silliness that happens in the name of God and <laughs> Christianity and the church. And um, yeah, so I just, it was a lot of fun and uh, it just came out and people are loving it. People are loving it because they, they can buy it and they can accidentally leave it at their parents or <laughs> send it to their obviously, or right. leave it in their bathroom or in their room or on their coffee table. And people are, um, you know, sending me messages of incredible stories. I'm hearing people like picking it up off their coffee table and looking through it and, you know, been looking at them and looking at the book and looking at them. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty cool. That's and, awesome. and it's, I like it. It's under 20 bucks and it's great for presents and, and uh, you know, for yourself as well. So, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, the, the 15 never before seen, were they, did you draw like fresh originals for that? Or did yeah. you crack yeah. open the vault and pull some out that nobody's ever seen before? Or how did that work? No, no, they're brand new, brand okay. new. I, I drew them. Yeah, I just drew them for the for the book, so. Um, uh, and, uh, so if you want to see those 15 never before seen, you got to get the book. Got to get the book. Yeah. Only way to find it. Gotta get the book. And it's gotta like a coffee, it's like a coffee table book, right? I mean, it's like, it's a nice hardback. Yeah. It's a yeah. hardcover. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice little, uh, same size as the one you held up there about, uh, I think it's seven by seven inches yeah. and about an inch thick and it's a hardcover and it's just, there's you know, my, my introduction is very, it's a few pages, but the rest of the book is just pictures. So mm -hmm. <laughs> there's no, there's just cartoons. There's no running text or anything. So people are, are, are loving it too, because they can get through it so quickly and get a good laugh and a good cry or get good and angry or, you know, right. whatever. Either so way. It's a good mix. Yeah. Whatever, whatever emotion. Sad, angry. Yeah. That's right. Whatever yeah. emotion it evokes. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, you and I are going to talk about two things today. Uh, number one, a little bit about virtual community. And then number two, mm. uh, the big thing, a bit about the social media black hole known as the, the comment section. <laughs> that place on Facebook and everywhere else that attracts all sorts of people. You know, not just the people that adore your work and think you can walk on water, but also the people who hate the ground you walk on, as well as people who are hurting for various reasons who might come across uh, you know, all of our pages, yep. but I want to talk to you about these things because a lot of our listeners uh, are, are trying to find companions for their uh, deconstruction journey, uh, virtual or mm -hmm. in the flesh, whatever, as well as kind of figure out, you know, what are the best ways to navigate uh, the comment sections amidst their own faith evolutions? Because we don't all have like a ton of followers like, like you do, but even for those of us who have a hundred or a thousand or whatever, it could be tricky, right, to navigate those things, especially when, you know, family or old church friends kind of begin to chime in with the new friend and the deconstructing friends and conversations happen about, you know, evolving ideas. And it could just be really, really messy. And so I was thinking a, a good place for mm -hmm. us to begin would be maybe you could talk to us about the comment sections on your social media platforms and a little bit about how uh, they have evolved mm -hmm. and changed over the years because when I'm scrolling through them, which I, I do a lot, uh, I, I don't know, but you you do a really good job at creating an environment that feels uh, safe and genuine for people to be open and honest and, and discuss mm -hmm. things. But even when I come across that random hater who just seems to drop in to be mean, it doesn't seem to ruin the vibe that's going on on your pages uh, like it does on other people's pages. So I'm just curious if you could talk to us a bit about uh, how that has grown mm -hmm. and evolved 
over the course of Naked Pastor's existence. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so when I uh, left the ministry in 2010, um, one of the immediate uh, presenting symptoms of leaving was the sudden loneliness that I mm -hmm. felt. So uh, I, I felt incredibly isolated because we I, I not only left the ministry, I left the church because of circumstances, mm -hmm. that church anyway. And, you know, we, we no longer had the friends and fellowship and everything that we used to have. And after a couple of years, I thought, you know, I'm going to start something online because the I couldn't really do anything locally. I live in a fairly small city. I was fairly infamous here. Um, and so I was pretty limited in what I could do. So I started an online community called The Lasting Supper and, um, you know, started learning, you know, while I was building it how to do online community. And I've taken some of the things I've learned there, or I've taken the things I've learned there and applied them to my other social media, especially Instagram, my Instagram account, Naked Pastor. Um, I moderate very closely. Um, and it's the same with TikTok and with Facebook and Twitter. You know, I, I moderate them pretty closely. In fact, I'm pretty bit so busy now that I have a little bit of a team who helps me mm -hmm. and alerts me to if there's a spark or a fire or smoke. It's a good with the host. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's general rules that I apply that that work. I mean, if you if you want online community, um, it it doesn't just happen. You you have to nurture it. You have to care mm -hmm. for it. You have to build it. You have to create it. And you have to sustain it. You know, it's 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 one thing to build a house. It's another thing to maintain the house, as we all know, if we live in one. Um, that it's the same with community. It, it's effort to build it, and then it's effort to maintain it and and keep it, you know, strong and healthy. So the things that I learned from the Lasting Supper, I I applied to those to those other social media platforms and try to give them the the same kind of a feel that it's a that's some kind of a community that feels fairly safe sure. and um, where people can be authentically themselves but it's work for sure so what are some of those specific things that you've learned like you talked about how you know when you created the lasting supper it was kind of like learning on the fly trying mm -hmm. to figure out how to make this work and different things you've learned yeah. there that you've applied to your your pages so like what are maybe your top two or three things that you've learned from the lasting supper that might even be helpful for our listeners who are trying to figure out how to make mm. their own pages uh have have a sense of community to them yeah um well one of the one of the big things that i learned was that religion and christianity and the church doesn't necessarily train you very well in community building um a lot of people don't experience authentic community in the church mm -hmm. i did now and then mm -hmm. um and i i knew that the reason it worked was because of certain things mm -hmm. but one of the, one of the things i had to get over was uh that to be humble and accepting and inclusive and everything doesn't mean that you are a dead horse to be kicked or you know a rug to be walked over 
mm-hmm. or, or somebody to be abused or whatever. So I, I had a lot of re-educating to do that, you know, um, that I, I could establish boundaries and um, establish rules and, and values uh, to keep a community safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that that was not only helpful, but necessary and healthy. Uh, and that I didn't have to um, allow the bullies to control the space. Mm. And that, and that's what will happen if you if you're too, if you think, well, I have to be nice, I have to turn the other cheek, I have to walk the extra mile, I have to carry the extra, you know, weight or, or whatever. And, you know, I can't be mean to anybody or, or I can't block anybody or whatever, mm. then you're going to get in trouble because the bullies always, if they're allowed, will dominate the space. Yeah. They will. Yeah. They'll just dominate the space because um, they're the loudest and the the strongest, and they'll take advantage of what they um, discern to be weakness or what they interpret to be weakness. They, If you're humble and loving and inclusive and accepting and compassionate, They'll see that as weakness and take advantage of it. Mm. And so I, I learned that quickly. Mm. So when I see that starting, I I immediately remind people of the boundaries. Mm. And if they're violated again, then, um, you know, they're they're out. Mm. You know, I speak to them or whatever and indicate to them what's happening. And if they still refuse, then they're out. They, they it, it's like the, it's it's a basic rule. Everybody's welcome except those who don't welcome everybody. That's right. It's it's if 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 you're not, you can be inclusive, but if you include somebody who's non-inclusive, it's going to be a divisive place. It's that's not right. going to it's not going to be safe. That's right. So that's just one of the basic rules of of community. Everybody's welcome except those who don't welcome everybody. So yeah. let's take for example. Um, a gay person mm-hmm. um, to the group and it, they've, they, they've heard that the place is very safe but somebody in the group is anti-gay mm-hmm. um, and starts well what about the scripture blah 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 immediately the place doesn't feel safe and you're like oh I can't really you know they are you know we're an open space everybody has a voice everybody has you but they they won't shut up they won't mm-hmm. stop bullies just don't stop until you say hey we're inclusive here. We're affirming. Um, if you can't accept that, we're not willing to discuss it. Mm. If you can't accept that, then you need to move on. Simple mm. as that. Yeah, I think it's hard because a lot of times you're in those situations, and I'm sure you've had this happen to you where you say that to somebody and you try to make a boundary, but then it gets spun back on you that, well, now you, well, you're canceling me because you don't like my ideas. You know, you're you're casting me out. Like you're saying that you're inclusive. You're saying that everybody's welcome, but yet I have an opinion and you're casting me out. But I think it's important in those, in those instances to remind yourself and to remind the person that you're not, you're not excluding them because of what they believe. You're drawing a boundary because of the way they're treating other people. You can hold your belief that those scriptures in the Bible mean something. And I can hold my belief that they mean something very different. But we can sit down mm-hmm. at the table and act civilly towards one another without shaming and feeling making somebody else feel unsafe who's also at the table. Mm-hmm. Well, the the problem 
with that though mm -hmm. is that beliefs must uh eventually manifest in behavior sure and, and so my my opinion is if we create if we create safe communities safe spaces mm -hmm. re relatively no no space is safe mm -hmm. i mean we we do the best we can sure um, to make it as safe as possible mm -hmm. but um if the message isn't clear that we are inclusive and everybody's welcome and you need to accept that value if that's not clear then it will just continually keep allowing haters to continue and bullies to continue yeah the bullies and the haters need to at some point realize that they can't participate in this beautiful community unless they change their minds yeah. now you know i'm you know people are going to start screaming oh, it's a cult you're you know it sounds like all everybody has to think the same uh, no i'm not, not you don't need to think the same right. what you do we do need to agree on is that we there are values to relationship there are values to healthy relationships and healthy mm -hmm. communities and healthy groups and and one of them is you can't judge and hate another person and think that they don't belong um morally or you know spiritually or whatever so i think the pressure needs to be on the the bullies and the haters to change their minds yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you yeah so yeah no it's oh. true and yeah it's one of the things i've tried to implement into our community you know our facebook group that we have mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. you know everybody everybody's welcome at this table but like you said the only people who are not welcome are the people who think that they're right and everybody else is wrong and just kind of this idea that yeah that we have this place where you're welcome to think what you think uh even believe what you believe but this is a learning place where we can sit down at the table and learn from each other like i might not agree with you at all i might i might adamantly disagree with your belief but i can say I haven't thought about it that way. Can you explain to me why you're so passionate about that idea? But I expect the same in return from you. And so the the idea is that it has to there has to be a, mutual, a mutuality there, like a mutual exchange of ideas where there's respect and there's there's honor for you know what the divine or whatever is doing in the life of the other person. That's what that's what we've done on the podcast. And so what what I try to make clear and I, I've done this in my groups and mm -hmm. Instagram and so on is where uh, if somebody comes on and says but you know what what about the Bible and blah 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 and, and uh, I'm like look this is not a discussion board mm -hmm. this is a community we're, this isn't a debate room like we're not here to debate mm -hmm. we are past argument that's right. We are affirming and we assume that a gay person, a trans person, um, whomever, is totally, fully human and equal rights, equal privileges, equal everything. And and so we, we don't argue about that anymore. We're beyond that. We're beyond the argument and the debates and everything. If you need to debate this, there are plenty of spaces where you can do that. 
where you can argue and debate about whether it's you know whatever to be this or that sure um but here this is a new this is a new world a new space where we assume that this is our assumption and we're beyond arguing about it yeah and so when if somebody comes in oh, i just want to discuss it that is that that is immediately very destructive and triggering to so many people because they've yeah. been there they've yeah. been there they've heard yeah. it all before yeah and they don't want to hear it again and be a victim to that um sure. you know sh you know shoot out again and yeah. so it, we, i just keep this the space free of that if you wanted to argue about things you can go do that somewhere else but here this is how our our community works i think too i think for people because I, I mean the lgbtq issue that's a I think for me too, like in our group, that's a, it's a given that everybody is just, yes. that's just, there's a shared belief, I guess you could say within, within the community that like LGBTQ people are welcome. And that's just the way that it is. Um, So I think that, that, I think that topic is probably um different than like a topic, like the atonement, for instance, like if you want to talk about like a piece of theology or something like that, where people have varying ideas, I think that's more along the lines of what I'm talking about is that, you know, somebody comes oh, to the yeah. table and says, well, you know, I believe that Jesus died for our sins because I believe that someone had to take our place on the cross. Okay. I think that's toxic. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe that anymore at all, but I can respect the fact that you do. And then here's what I think. And then we can have a discussion about it without hating each other and throwing things at each other across the table. Like, I think it's, it's that mm -hmm. being able to honor where someone has come from in their journey where they are, where they're headed, things like that. Like everybody's welcome to come to this place and it's going to be a place of learning where we're going to learn where we are in each other's walk with, with God and the divine. And we're going to hopefully be able to take something away from our conversation to make ourselves better followers of the divine uh, when we go forward. Yeah. And what, what, so one of the things that I, um, in, in, in my groups is, so for example, mm -hmm. it's okay to be atheist Mm -hmm. Because th there's quite a wide diversity of people sure. uh, in in my groups, yeah. anything from pastors and rabbis and priests and imams and and church going people and Christians, believers, agnostics, atheists, everything in between. Sure, it's okay to be atheist, but you can't be anti theist, mm. or you can't express your anti theist views here. And it's the same with you can be a believer, but you can't be anti-atheist. Yeah. So th there's a big difference. Mm. So I've had this happened a couple of times where I've had um, somebody who might be an atheist, but they're extremely anti-theist. Well, that doesn't work in a group where there's theists. <laughs> it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So you you. And in my personal opinion, it doesn't help to be anti-theist anyway. Yeah. Um, and and it's the same when there's uh, believers who are anti-atheists, yeah. and it's it's like it just doesn't work. So we we need to come to that place where we realize we're all on the on the spectrum somewhere, yeah. the spiritual spectrum, yeah. and and that we can be fully embracing of of one another because um, I believe one of my core values is that we're all one yeah. and that these are all just thoughts yeah. that seem to separate us, but that's it. They're yeah. just thoughts. Yeah. And, and, but essentially on a fundamental level, we're united. We're one. 
So I operate from that. Mm -hmm. I operate from that assumption that we're one, not that I have to create oneness or unity. Mm -hmm. I'm already operating from the assumption of unity. Mm -hmm. And how do we maintain that? Mm -hmm. How do we how do we nurture that mm -hmm. in, in a community setting? Mm -hmm. Then how do you how do you use that community to awaken people to what is already true? Right? Like it's not like you're using the community to create mm -hmm. something like you said oneness is already there we're all connected but how can this community be something that magnifies that reality for people uh, so that they can see it and they can live it how how others can see it yeah like you said like well, it's not you're not you're not, you're not you're not using your community to create oneness you're operating from the idea that oneness is already there we're already interconnected and so what i was saying is then you yeah. use your community i use my community to help people see, to uncover what's already true. Like we're all connected. And if you could just mm -hmm. take a seat at the table here and have, and, and meet people who are, you know, like I said, that are different from yourself, who think differently, whatever, and come to this idea, this realization that, yeah, we are all connected. And that's the beauty of the whole thing. Yeah. So like on Instagram, for example, um, I think people catch on. It's like in the lasting supper, when a new member comes in, they, they, they you sort of, you sort of catch on to how this is working. And the reason why this is so, you know, beautiful and wonderful and, and feel safe is because there, there are certain um, values in place and, and certain boundaries in place that, mm -hmm. that keep it that way and hopefully ensure that it stays that way. So, um, and, and so people sort of eventually catch on, oh, this is, this is how you do it. Actually, Unity isn't achieved by compatibility of ideas, in my opinion. It's through love and mutual respect. That's how that's how that's what unity, that's how unity is formed. It's love. Yeah. And, and it's not compatibility of ideas. Mm -hmm. That way, if it was compatibility of ideas, then we would all be on a mission to make everybody think the same way we do. Mm -hmm. well, and many religions fall to that. Mm -hmm. It's the only way we can be one is by getting everybody on our side and believing the same way we do. But actually it's love that, um, in light, uh, that lights up the unity that we already have. Yeah. And, and, and so if we can practice that in our groups, mm -hmm where there can be a diversity of beliefs, but still a mutual respect and love for one another. That that's where the unity is felt. That's right. You can actually feel it. That's right. Yeah. That's the magic sauce. The magic sauce, love. That's, that's right. right. That's right. All right. So here's a question I get asked a lot and I want to, I want to throw this at you. And we, we talked a little bit about this even before uh, we hit record, but how do you protect your mental, your mental well-being, uh, David, in regards to, social media because i feel like it's a hard thing for a regular person but even even more so for like someone who's creating content like yourself or myself because i'm sure you have this too but there's there's times where like i'll send something out on social media and it's it's crickets in terms of the the negative feedback mm. you know, everybody likes it you know they comment on it life is great but then there's other times where i'll, I'll send something out and it's like you know every 30 seconds it feels like somebody's got something negative to say about it and I walk away feeling feeling like crap. So I'm wondering, what are what are your best practices, uh, David Hayward, the naked pastor, uh, for kind of mm -hmm. protecting your mental health? And what 
kind of tidbits can you maybe pass along to our listeners in that regard? Well, I bet some people out there would probably think that I have failed in protecting my mental health. <laughs> but I create stuff that I want to create. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 drawing and painting and writing and speaking from my well. Yeah. And and so that's my primary motive is I I'm just expressing myself. Yeah. I get so full of creativity and and so on it has to overflow into either a cartoon or a painting or a a post a caption or a video or a book and so that's the primary thing if i the and the second thing is i i do want to reach people of course i want to help people i want to reach out i want people to hear it or read it or see it but if I switch those around and my primary concern was pleasing the people, mm-hmm. then um, I would be in, in a lot of trouble because I get a lot of negative feedback every day. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that I'm, I'm overflowing with my creativity and putting it out there be- just because I have to. Yeah. And, uh, that saves me from constantly being concerned about the response mm. I'm getting. My my first concern is getting it out there honestly, transparently, authentically, yeah. on, uh, honestly, did I say it already? Yeah. Truthfully. <laughs> um, and so my, my next concern would be how it's being received. I, but I can't even let that concern me. Mm-hmm. So often I'll put it out there and, um, you know, I have, I'm so very busy online that I have a little bit of a team who helps me um, with comments and all that kind of thing. Sometimes I won't even check comments mm-hmm. and I'll only be alerted if there's a problem. Um, but um, it's, so then there, there's that, there's the actual sure. practical thing putting things out there Mm. and then another thing i do is 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 boundaries if i i you know the negative comments i used to get or or that i get used to really get under my skin Mm. but now they don't so much anymore and if somebody is just being um kind of rude Mm -hmm. uh but not overly just being rude that i I, sometimes i'll let it pass if they're being rude to me Mm. if they're being rude to somebody else i'll delete the comment or or address it um but if they're being mean or bullying i just delete mm. i don't even second think about it anymore mm. i just delete it and if they come back again and again i'll block them i have no hesitation i don't feel that at all it's mm. automatic it's obvious they're not there for the community or whatever they just want to troll or be hateful or mean there's some people who just enjoy just being mean to people gonna watch the world burn yeah (laughs) and so i i just i just delete them after a while they'll realize huh i can't be a bully there you know oh well move on to somebody else yeah and then finally my personal care right i i need to do my breathing my meditating my stretching my running 
my workouts, eat right, you know, all that, you know, all taking care of myself, writing my journal. So yeah, self-care is very, very important if you're in this business. Mm. Um, otherwise, I've seen a lot of people, maybe you have too, who have started online communities or started blogging or podcasting and they get so um, wounded and hurt um, and some of them have to quit out of their own mental health concerns for their mental health and so on or they're just fed up they just don't want to play this game yeah and and so yeah i think taking care of your mental health is very very important yeah primary importance yeah keep doing it for the long Sure. Something something you said earlier yeah. that really struck me, it's something that's been a big kind of realization for me in the last, I would say, year and a half of, of the podcast is, is the source from which you create the content that you create. And I think anybody who's a content creator is listening will understand what you said. I think that will really jive with them. But just this idea that mm. you're not creating content necessarily for the people who are consuming the content, you're creating the content. Yes, partially for that, but it's 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 where it's coming from. It's because it's welling up within you, and you need to have this um, this output, this place to put it out into the world. And I think for me, like I've really learned early on, I got a lot more hate for the podcast when we were tackling topics like hell and the Bible and inerrancy and things like that. Like people, especially from my old tribe, would kind of come out of the woodwork. I hadn't talked to in months or years and all of a sudden they had something to say and it got really mm-hmm. heated and really ugly at times. And there were those moments where I thought like, I can't do this. Like I just can't keep putting this content out for people and then taking this, this hate. But then I came to this realization that, wait a minute, this, this podcast is my, is my journey. Like that's really the reason why I started this is because I had questions and because I was exploring right. And I had read all these books and I made some contacts and I started to email people and say, well, you come on and talk to me more about this. And I, I made it available to people so that people could kind of listen in and say, yeah, me too. I've got that question as well. And, you know, let me jump in this lifeboat, so to speak, and, and make my way through this question and explore this stuff as well. So it was never meant to be this thing that like I'm doing this to please different people or I'm doing this to cater to these different groups. It was always about my journey and just inviting people along for the ride. And so I think that really have to, I think, I think, I think it's important to clarify your motives when it comes to social media, when it comes to the things you're creating, you're putting out there so that you don't get lost in the mix as people start to chime in with their own opinions and their own thoughts. Well, you know, you and I are online a lot and we're content creators Mm -hmm. and you probably are watching you know, coaches or consultants or people online talking about how to be a good content creator and all this kind of thing. And I, I see them all the time too. And mm-hmm. some of them are very young, yeah. but they've learned, they all come back to the same basic thing. Just be yourself. You've right. got to be authentic. If, you, if you're sitting down and you're trying to plan out your content and you're, you know, what are they, what are people going to like? What, what should I give them? You know, what, what do they want? And, and you you come from that angle, you're yep. going to dry up, uh, and, and it's going to feel dead, and you're not going to enjoy it. So they're they're all like, you know what? The, the answer is just make good content. Just be yourself. Be authentic. The more real you are, the more people will like it. And just like just create your stuff. 
And, you know, it's the same with my art. Like when I, if I paint a picture and I think, I know what kind of painting is really popular. I'm going to try to paint that today because I want to sell a painting or, mm -hmm. you know, or I know what people might like. I, I the, the, the life feels dead to me. Yeah. You know, the, the painting feels kind of lifeless. But if I just paint because I want to paint and I, I'm not thinking about consumers and I just put it, you know, put it out there, uh, there's life in it. Yeah. And they are more likely to appeal to people, that's which right. is which is weird, but that's just the way it is. So yeah, yeah um, it's very, very important as content creators that we take care of our own uh, well yeah. so that there's an abundance there um, and it overflows into our, our content, our creations, you know. That's so, right. That's right. Absolutely. It's really good. Then, then you can withstand it. You're better to, you know, if you're creating something for the people and they come back at you with hate, that's devastating. But if you're mm -hmm. just creating it, this is my painting, this is my stuff. I did this because I wanted to do it. And people criticize it. It's like, oh, well, okay, you don't like it, but I I did it. This <laughs> exactly. Is mine. It wasn't there to please you anyway. <laughs> I didn't I didn't paint it for you. Yeah, I had somebody a while back was, I forget what the episode was, but somebody was they're like, you know, I hate, I didn't like that conversation at all, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, what? it wasn't necessarily for you anyway. <laughs> it was for me. Like I, I came away from the conversation because I needed to ask these questions and I got the answers I was looking for. And now I feel like I have pieces of the puzzle I didn't have before. Well, it's one of the um, analogies I use for the lasting supper. I, I compare it to a potluck. Mm -hmm. So in the community interaction in our mm -hmm. private Facebook group, uh, there's kind of this, little analogy that i use that when you bring food to a potluck you just put it on the table either it's an appetizer or it's a main course or it's dessert and you just put it where it belongs on the table yeah. and then when when it's time to go eat you get you grab a plate and you go along and you take stuff that you like right but if you come across something you don't like or you're allergic to you don't freak out and start <laughs> yelling and so who, who brought this how right. dare you bring this don't you know this or i don't like lasagna or whatever yeah you know you just you keep your mouth shut and you load up your plate with stuff you like and you go back to your table and you don't say nobody's taking any of my dish like why is my dish still there or what right you don't you, know, you don't say hey what's wrong with my dish why didn't anybody take any of it? you know <laughs> yeah it's the same way with community when people are commenting and posting and all that if there's something you don't like just move on That's it's right. not for you yeah if you do like it say so comment we 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 uh listen before we speak we're yeah. all we're just there to support one another and to make other every no to support one another now actually help one another feel good yeah so it's, it's like a potluck if you like it take it if you don't like it move on and if you post something and people aren't responding, don't take it personal. Yeah. Just, you know, you posted it, you did it for yourself, you know, and, and just move on. Okay. And, and it works. It really does. work. And yeah. that's how potlucks work. That's how the lasting supper works. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's how your social media works. <laughs> that's right. Potluck etiquette. That's right. The lasting supper etiquette. It's, it's it, it, it is etiquette. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like when you go to somebody's home and they offer you a meal and, and it's happened to me many times where they serve something that I don't like or whatever. It's like, you know, 
just etiquette. Just be a nice person. Be yeah. kind. That's, That's right. a bottom line. Be kind. That's right. That's it. Well, David, we're just about out of time. But uh, as always, uh, thank you for this time with me and with our listeners and for fielding some of my questions Absolutely. about this, this big topic. I appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah. Good to see you. Yeah. And where uh, where can people go? I know you've, you've re-updated your website a little bit. You've tweaked it a little bit since the last time we talked. I think it's been a little while, but I know you did. Yeah. Nakedpasture.com. Yeah. Yep. Nakedpasture.com is where, you know, my base camp is. And then everything out from there, search Naked Pastor, one <laughs> word online, and you'll it'll take you to my Instagram and everywhere else. Awesome. Well, I'll throw all your stuff in the show notes and we'll do this again for round number six or seven next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. Yeah. Thanks, David. I've been busy searching for you. Trying to figure out if it's true, true Don't think that I've been played by a fool, yeah This mind don't buy no play by the rules I'm gonna make sure that I play my cards right Intuition gave me signs that everything is alright Contemplating on my moves, I'm in a fight Under pressure, feel the walls, I'm moving in, it's getting tight the shuffle getting real. I hope it lives on something good. I'm all in for the kill. Sometimes it's getting kind of scary. I'm here for the thrill. Decisions on top of decisions, like I chose a pill. The bottle getting kind of empty. Temptations made us presence in the air. It's kind of tempting. Shortcuts after question, but it got on my attention. Uh oh, and I forgot, but did I mention? Looks like I won the game, made my decision. I listen. I've been busy searching for you, yeah Trying to figure out if it's true, true Don't think that I've been played by a fool, yeah This mind don't mind, don't play by the rules, no Kept it on the low Gotta let it flow Gotta let it go, yeah On to something new, yeah Trying to play cool Quit with all the tools, yeah Maybe you're my calling like I'm on flight at 28 Manifesting everything I take, it's not too late Running to my purpose like I'm rushing to the gate Of course it's in my planning and it's also with my faith At the end of the day, and we gon' find a way It's a fact of the price that we pay Everything shine to the gray Nothing gon' break to the shade Nothing gon' break to the hate Everything all's that we claim Hit the red dot that I aim no missing, I'm focused. No slipping, I'm growing. No talking, just showing. No stopping, keep going. Yeah, I'm just trying to break codes. Ain't nobody I owe. This the life that I chose. And I'm blessed for it. I've been busy searching for you, yeah. Trying to figure out if it's true, true. Don't think that I've been played by a fool, yeah. Just mind don't mind, don't play by the rules, no. Captain on the low, gotta let it flow, gotta let it go, yeah. On to something new, trying to play it cool, quit with all the tools, 